NAD Ministerial presents Multiply, Baptize, Equip, Plant with Jose Cortez Jr. I want for us to turn there to the Old Testament. I'm going to read Welcome just a few. Welcome to <laughs> And this morning we're having a baby dedication. You know, every now and then. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. We're about to go eat. I want to thank you for the food. Is there a second to the motion? To present to you the happiest newlyweds in all the land. Muy buenos días, amigos, hermanos y familias. God, give us strength and power to live like you told us to live. I'm Patricia, and welcome. How can a church show love in practical ways? Start a Starbucks ministry. Really? Yes. Find out how as our host, Jose Cortez Jr. talks to Mike Dauncey. And she said, I got on the phone and called the Acts of Kindness Church. Like she, you know, that's not, of course, what we're called. But but she equated uh, church to Acts of Kindness. My not goodness. Not, um, oh, they don't do this. She didn't even know what denomination we were, I think. She just said, I called the Acts of Kindness Church, and now they're doing this for her. And so it was. It just showed me that the, the reputation and impression on people might be a little bit different in our town because of the positive things we've done over the years. We've got lots of great actionable insights on the way. More in a moment. We want you to know that we are here as a growth resource. Go to nadministerial.com and click on podcast for everything you need to multiply your ministry. Our guest is Mike Dauncey. Here's Jose. Can't wait for the day when our church will be known for our love and compassion rather than for the things that we're against. Welcome to the Multiply Podcast. This is Jose Cortez, and I'm here in the studios of the Adventist Learning Community on the campus of Andrews University, uh, and I'm here with uh, Mike Dunsey. Mike Dunsey comes all the way from British Columbia, Canada, and he is the Media and Outreach Ministries uh, Pastor at Church in the Valley in BC. Uh, Mike, uh, or Dunsey, I know you like Dunsey. Yeah, uh, call me Dunsey. That's funny. How, how are you doing today? Oh, this is great. Love to be here in Michigan. Are you this enjoying Berman Springs? Uh, I've been here not very long, but uh, I, I like it. I, I like it. Drove through town today. I know you've come from uh, BC. Uh, long ways. Uh, long ways. And how is it over there? Is it cold, uh, well, rainy, you know, sunny? BC is really the California of Canada. I mean, it's usually warm and, you know, but I tell you, we did have some minus crazy 16 weather for about Minus a week 16? There. Yeah, it was nuts. And and then the whole city shuts down because we don't know what to deal with that, right? You so, don't know what to do with yeah. all of that snow and cold. But it's been raining and raining. That's usually what happens. Rains a lot, kind of like Seattle. It rains a lot, but uh, you get it's a beautiful place. You get just some breaks once in a while? Once in a while. It's a beautiful place. If you like the green and the mountains, it's a gorgeous place. I've to been live. there, man, and I yeah. love it. And I love your church as well. You have a beautiful church with a great Thank pastoral you. team there. So... Uh, you guys are kind of like the gurus of compassion ministries, you know, in, in in across North America, and that is one of the reasons why we have you here today because we we want you to uh, talk to us a little bit more about yeah, that. Glad to. Uh, you have uh, thousands of pastors and church leaders who are listening uh, right now, and uh, there are uh, things that we can all learn from you. So let me let's 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 get into our subject today. Um, uh, question: um, Do pastors need to do everything? Well, I think, um, as I wrote in the chapter in the book there, that we often get validation from from doing a lot of ministry and being busy and working hard and 
And uh, I think that can be a trap, you know. I think we don't want to um, be doing everything. We need to be getting member involvement. That is so important. And so if we're doing everything, then how can we get the members involved? We need to have more focus on that. So it is part of our duty as pastors is not to do everything, but to make sure that we engaged yeah. as many people as possible in ministry. Yeah, to equip. And service. I mean, that's biblical, right? To yes, equip by all the means, saints. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Right. But for some reason, through time, we've kind of gotten away from that. And all of a sudden, it's all about the pastor. The pastor does the Bible studies. That's just his job. And and I think that's become dangerous. We need to go back and take a look at how things were in first century Christianity and how everyone was involved and doing ministry. So your advice for pastors today, pastors, you don't have to do everything. No. Make sure you equip your people and get that them engaged. Sh that should be our work. Our work is to, to help, to equip and to help others do the work. But I think sometimes we struggle with that. Uh, uh, through the years, I've been an Adventist now, fourth generation mm. Adventist, been around for a long time in, in this church, and, and perhaps you have as well. Uh, our church at times has been known as the church of the don'ts. Uh, you, don't, you don't do this and you don't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. The other day I was in a plane with a lady and uh, we were exiting the plane. She says, uh, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. And she said, uh, what denomination? I said, I'm Adventist. And she's like, oh, you guys are the guys that don't eat meat. <laughs> okay. And then she's it. like, you guys are the guys that don't work on the Sabbath. All right. So uh, what is our church known for at times? You know, what? And what would what should we be known for? Yeah, I think it'd be better for it'd be amazing if people looked at us as the church that does, right? The do's. And so for us to be actively engaged in our community, that's gonna bring about a change in our reputation. And I know it's something that's gonna take a long time and years, but we've been able to change our reputation in, in your our, community in our community yeah because it wasn't always uh, like this but a change did take place uh, over 20 years ago now they wanted mm -hmm. to start something new and start making a difference and we did and and now um you know i come from a very secular area and for people, one of the most post-christians yeah, areas it, in north america it actually is the Perhaps number one is, yeah. most secular city vancouver british columbia is the most secular city in north america even though you may not believe that it's true i believe it <laughs> you believe you it said, i believe it bro. okay I believe it. <laughs> okay and uh and so it's it's a very um secular area but but people um are are even secular people are are open to us because they've heard about us they've heard about what they do uh, what we've done and uh, we've called it acts of kindness it's our outreach arm of our church and so they don't look at this church as uh, what they maybe will feel as churches in general they say there's something different here and that's because of these acts of kindness outreach ministries we've done for so long. So there are healthy people in your church who who don't eat meat, and there are people, uh, and your people keep the Sabbath, right? Sure. And, you know they don't work on the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that is not the biggest no. uh, thing that your church is known for. Your church is known for loving people. You know, when you said that, it, it comes back to an an interview that happened in 2013. I still remember. Okay. She's on camera. This is on global television. This is a, they're interviewing at one of our activities. And she said, I got on the phone and called the Acts of Kindness Church. Like she, you know, that's not, of course, <laughs> what we're called. But but she equated uh, church to acts of kindness. My not, goodness. not um, oh, they don't do this. She didn't even know what denomination we were, I think. She just <laughs> said, I called the Acts of Kindness Church and now they're doing this for her. And so it was. it just showed me that 
the, the reputation and impression on people might be a little bit different in our town because of the positive things we've done over the years. So your church is a, is a place of refuge pretty much. Yeah, it's a place where place people, of blessing. they come and, and, and we want it a place where people will feel uh, comfortable. Um, they, they don't feel they're going back 50 years into time. They're, it's contemporary. It's where we are today. And, and I can feel comfortable inviting non-Christians to my church because of what they're going to experience. And even, even other Christians from other denominations. Let me tell you a story really quick. Go ahead. There's this gentleman who started, uh, he was dating one of our church members. And he's a, a Sunday Christian. And he, he's quite a ways away. He's in Anacortes, Washington. That's right. almost a two-hour drive to our church. That's across the border. That's across the border. That's in the States. We have, yeah, we have several families that come from the States that worship with us. For and, real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we're only, you know, about, uh, let's put it into miles. We're about three, four miles into Canada. We're right by the border. Wow. And so lots of people come from the States. And so he came and he checked out all the churches in his community. And he went to all of them and he's, there was just nothing there. And then he, he got involved with this uh, Seventh-day Adventist. And he came up to church in the valley and attended... And he loves our church. And he goes, there's just something here. There's something here. And so we've just designed Church in the Valley to be open in our in our design of our programming so that when people come... The building. The building itself. The building is um, very friendly. Yeah. If you go to churchinvalley.ca, it's a very contemporary style of building. And people come and they feel comfortable because even if it's their first time in church. Hey, Talk to me a little, uh, a little bit about acts of kindness because yes. I know it's church in the valley. Yes, you know, even though the lady said the acts of kindness church, yeah. you know, but that is what you guys are known for. You're, yes. you're known for being a kind and loving and compassionate church. So, what is acts of kindness? Yeah, acts of kindness um, is what we coined our outreach arm of our church. It started out uh, they hired back back in the day, back in 1996, as far as I know, is when this all started. And they asked that question, you know, would the community even know if we shut down, if our church burnt down, would people even know? And, the, you know, the, uh, the sad answer was no. They wouldn't really notice if we left the community. So they wanted to change that. They hired a community facilitator. We started they, down this they road. They asked if the church was to leave today or if, if it was, was to burn down or to close our doors. Would anyone miss it? Would everyone miss it? Would there be any difference in the community? And the answer was like, no. Okay, man, I'm hoping that, that our listeners are asking that question all their yes. churches right now. I yes. think we all ought to ask that question. For sure. And, and so... And the answer was no. The answer was no. So all of a sudden, there's some community-minded people that got on board and started to put together something. They said, we got to make a change. And that's where it all started. This is back in 96, over 20 years ago. And uh, so that's where it started. And then it just kind of grew from there. Um, and then about 2001, um, we, st we put a name to it. We call it Acts of Kindness, A-OK. -okay. A-OK. People, people remember. A-OK. -okay. A-OK. -okay. And people remember that. They, 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 A-OK. -okay. It's just something easy to remember. And since then, we've registered the name. That was a massive process and expensive, but the name is our name. It's your name. Yes. And so that's how it all began. And uh, it might have started as some just a few little things like adopt a street program where you clean up the street. And, uh, of course, community services, you know, and uh, feeding homeless people. It doesn't then, have to be complicated. No, no. And so it just grew from that. And now we have... Um, many, many different ministries, over over 10 of them. Some of them are like Dinner with the Doctor and Breakfast Club. We feed kids at a local uh, public elementary school. Uh, single Moms Oil Change. 
um, cars for moms. We just give cars away to single moms that need them. We have a single moms ministry where we really do a lot of reach out for them. And we have an extreme home repair program. So we have lots of these things, but it started small and we expanded through the years. Question, how do you find those needs? Because, you know, at times you have churches that uh, there's, uh, I've heard people tell me compassion doesn't work. And I say, what's what's going on? And they mm. say, well, you know, we've we've started this ministry to for the community, and and no one is coming. Yeah. Okay. So how do you find you know the needs of people? Because quite often we'll just come up with an idea, and, and that is and our idea. That right? is our idea, and just do this program, and and it's going to be great. But that might not be uh, scratching where it reaches, like, you know. <laughs> it may not be meeting those needs that are needed. So we need to find out what is our local context. We can't just copy someone and say, well, that's working over there. Therefore, let's bring it over here. We need to contextualize, right? We need to contextualize what's going on in our community. And, you know, people have done door-to-door surveys. I think that's one way. Find out what your neighbors really do need. Um, we've even gone to the township of Langley or the city hall or the mayor and ask, what do you need in this town? And if it's uh, teen homelessness, well, what can we do to help that? If it's, is it a big brother, big sister program? Well, why don't we think about doing that? Because that's a need. So we need to find those needs out before we do our programming. So rather than coming up as a church with the, with the ministries that you want to do to serve the community, you need to ask the community. Yeah, I think that makes but sense. At times yeah. we need to listen more than we need to speak. Exactly. We're used to speaking, right? <laughs> listen <laughs> to us. We know what's going on. No, well, listen, listen to, the to community. them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. More with Jose and Mike in a moment. We'd love to get to know more about you and your ministry. NAD Ministerial is dedicated to your growth and success. Go to our website, nadministerial.com, go to podcast, and sign up so we can keep you connected to the best tools, the information, and events to help you multiply your effectiveness in evangelism. Oh, and make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. And all of Jose's social media contacts are on the website as well nadministerial.com. Now, back to the interview. But then I assume that this needs change, right? Uh, like, uh, I'm sure that what you started with is not what you have today. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, one of the things we started doing back in the day, um, you know, late 90s was Axe uh, Computer Training School. We were teaching people how to use a PC. That's right? when people, when people had, it was, computers were first coming. It was, it was just becoming more popular and, you know, maybe some older people weren't sure. So we did this, a free was class. Was that back when you had the floppy disk, the big one? <laughs> yeah, five and a quarter disk, like what is <laughs> I that? I remember those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, monitors that are the size yeah. of the table. And heavy <laughs> yeah. monitors, yeah. And so we, we did this and it was a need and people came and they loved it. And, uh, but then a time came where people started. Everybody knows how to use a computer. Everyone knows how to use that. So we stopped doing it and we thought what else can we do you know and you just got to look like another idea I think of my context like we're from Canada we love hockey right right and so hockey is very expensive for kids to be involved in so you know we're thinking maybe we should start an ice hockey for kids ministry Mm. and 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 pay for the ice time and get the gear so they don't have to buy it because to be a part of league is six eight hundred dollars just for the season then every trip costs another four five hundred bucks kids can't you know Every kid should be allowed to try ice hockey out. So in our context, that would be a ministry that would would uh, help in our community. So just think about where you are 
And what does your community need? I can I can see some people right now cringing and saying, "Man, I hockey and and and," but that's not spiritual and this and that. But the Bible says, "For as much as you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me." Yeah, you know. So of course, you know, uh, going out there and mingling with kids and helping them to find purpose and to play—that's yeah. of it's, course that's spiritual. Yeah, it's recreation. Ah, it's, of course, it's, it's it's beautiful. Something Jesus would do, you know, if he if he was living in Canada today, <laughs> think, don't you think? I think he'd pick up some skates and a stick and. Get by all means, <laughs> by all means, I love that. All right, so so I'm glad that 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 you're giving us this this type of advice because we may have churches that have done something that is really good, uh, but perhaps you know the ministry is declining somehow. Mm-hmm. It's time to take a look again, evaluate you know, and change if I, needed. I do want to touch base on something. You know, you said you know that ministries of compassion doesn't work or it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, we we got to realize um, that it it's a process. And we're used to the evangelism, you know, have public meetings and baptize. Proclamation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and just baptize a bunch of people. But when you do it this way, it takes longer. It takes longer to establish relationships. It can take longer instead of just a quick, you know, here's the meetings, let's baptize these people. Uh, So we have to be patient. And uh, we have baptized people uh, from our programs, for sure. But it does take time sometimes. Right. Now that you mentioned that, tell me a little bit about, I think his name is Lyle. Lyle, yeah. I met him when I was out there a few years ago. He was yeah. not baptized yet. He's an electrician, right? He's an electrician, and I can't even remember how he first got started with us. Maybe he saw it in the paper. We have a good relationship with the newspaper. They're always printing stuff we do. And then people just come along, hey, can, can we help? So he started helping us a year so after He came year. to you guys. He said, I, I love yeah. what you guys are doing. Yes, yes. And he's an electrician. He's like, I, I, I want to help out on this house. You know, we, we, we renovate homes, just to explain. Extreme home repair, we renovate homes, and we help people that can't help themselves. And he came along, and just by rubbing shoulders with us and spending that time with us through the years, eventually got to the place where he wanted to become part of this church. He had been a Christian in the past, and then he had been out of the church for years, but he sees a church in action and goes, I want to be a part of a church that's doing stuff like this and, and doing kingdom growth by, by reaching out. And so he did. He, uh, and he was baptized, and now he's part of our praise team. He plays guitar up front, <laughs> and he's, he's involved in the church. And now his wife didn't come. His wife and kids didn't come with him. It was just him. It was just him. And oh. guess what? The last few weeks, his wife has, the last couple of months, his wife has been attending. I, oh, my I, goodness. I see her every day. She's a oh. crossing guard. I wave to her every day. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, how can we get Donna in church? And here she is. And I'm just so thrilled. And But it's taken years. I'm talking six, seven years. Like So it doesn't just... From the moment he started volunteering yeah. to the moment he decided to be baptized, he... He belonged way before he believed. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that that's is exactly it. And so it was getting, so it's getting people involved. You know, on these extreme home repairs, we may have 160 volunteers over the, you know, over the two weeks and three weekends we do the project. And half of them come from our church. The, the other half come from the, the community. The other half just come from the community. They're not even and... Christians. They're atheists, but they're there rubbing shoulders with us and we pray before lunch we provide food for them and just to see this ministry is so um what other ministry can you like work shoulder to shoulder with your church and like 75 non-christians or non-adventist people and you're working together for a common goal to help someone in need it's a great it's a great thing so so compassion does work 
Oh yeah. It, it blesses people out there in the community. It helps to change people out there, but it also brings people to church. Hundred percent. Right? It's a ministry of Jesus, pretty much a method of Christ. It is, and you know, we don't we don't look at say, well, you know, we there isn't no strings tons, attached. Tons of people. Yeah, it's no strings attached. We just we celebrate the victories when when people do come. You know, and it's no strings attached. It's not like, hey, we'll do this for you, but we want you to attend on Saturday mornings. You know, it's amazing how it, that part will just come. It takes care of itself pretty much. You it love people care. and they want to hang out with you. You love people and then you serve them and things happen. Now, they don't always happen, right? Jesus did not baptize everyone that he fed, Amen. but he fed them anyway. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, it, you know. 2018, we did this house renovation. We pour, you know, these renos are worth $200,000. Like these aren't little little porch fixes. This is the whole thing. And we were having, uh, Doug Batchelor came to do some meetings at a church. And I thought, you know what? We have a relationship already. So I just went and, and invited them and invited others. They had zero interest and they never came. But that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up and go, oh, this just didn't work. But we try. Okay. And you know what? Not everyone is going to respond. And so we try. And if it doesn't happen, then we, we move on we, and we, we continue them, to do our but part. We still have a relationship with them. I want to, I want to go back to, to something here because you said that uh, about, you know, you had 160 people engaged in, in, yeah. in, in this uh, home makeover mm -hmm. project and that about uh, 80 of them were uh, from the church or uh, something like that you said, and it's then the other half. eighty. I'm just throwing half rough, half. rough yeah. numbers. Yeah. So, uh, is it okay then to engage then people who are not baptized, non members uh, in, oh, yeah. in, in, in ministry in the church? I, we have I, some churches that they want to wait till everybody's baptized in order for them to no. be able to represent the church. I don't believe in that philosophy. Okay, talk I, to us. I, th <laughs> I think I think we need to get people engaged, and it's the other way around. It's like, start doing stuff for the Lord, and it, you know things will happen. Let them belong. Let them belong. Let them be a part. There's people like, so... I've Don't got, be so exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got friends um, who are construction workers that I, I would never know without that program. Well, guess what? Guess who does their weddings? I am the closest thing they have to a pastor. These guys are not... I mean, they, they do have some way back, some, some Christian background, but they're, they're not. They're not engaged. But here I said, yes, I'll, I'll do that ceremony. And then what do I do? I spend six, eight weeks with them talking about what it means to be husband and wife and some spiritual. We pray every, every time. So I have a spiritual influence on these people that would never come to church maybe. I have no interest in God, but they have an interest in me. Because we have a relationship you love through them. extreme home repair, so it's it's see how it all works. It just it, it it just works to get these guys would have no connection with with me or the church without that extreme home repair, and we can't be judgmental and say, well, they'll never come to the Lord. We don't know that. What happened when their dad, their grandpa died? He called me up, and like I said, not a spiritual person, unchristian. He said, I. Will you meet with me? I, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what happens when someone dies. Oh. And so, like, it's just, that's how we got to do it, man. We get them involved and stuff will happen. The Lord will move. Holy Spirit will move. We do our part. Yeah. And let the Lord do his part. Yeah. Last, but, last but not least, how's your dad doing? So my dad, my dad, um, as I said on the, the video, my dad, for most of my life, wasn't involved in the church. 
my mom was, um, Seventh-day Adventist, and so I grew up in the church, and it was her, uh, my mom and I going to church, and my dad would come maybe at Christmas or Easter to appease my mom. But my, right. mom, my mom just prayed for him for years, for, for even decades, like really decades. I'm not exaggerating, it's decades. And, and, and then we saw the Lord starting to do something slowly, and then I bought him a Bible, and then he uh, started to read a bit, and then he started to come more often, and, and, uh, and now... Uh, he is a deacon in the church. <laughs> he is. Uh, he has the gift of giving. If he knows people in the church won't have a good Christmas, he'll donate to them so they can have a better Christmas, and he'll he'll fix people's cars, buy them. He just has this gift of giving, and he's just this different man. And and what was part of this was being a part of the extreme home repair. He's a contractor. He would never get up front and do something up front, but he can sure build houses. So he got involved with extreme home repair. He's been involved for 16 of our 17 years, and he's been a part of the leadership team, and he is fully engaged in ministry where he wouldn't be... If he hadn't been for acts of kindness, for compassion, probably he would never be there. Right, so it all played together. And so now he's an active part of Church in the Valley because it was a place that he could use his skills to do ministry and feel included and so that's another way that these acts of uh, compassion, these ministries of compassion, can help people get engaged by what they do naturally. If they're construction, if you, you're a cook, you can get involved, you know? And so, so you, don't know, you don't need to know how to preach. You don't need to know how to teach. You don't need to know how to sing. If you can love someone and do something for them I mean, and, that, and show their, your love in practical ways. That is ministry. That, that is, is ministry. ministry. So there's ministry is so creative, right? This is what I like to say also. Ministry is so creative. There's, there's no limit to what we can make ministry. So be creative out there. What is your skill? What is your hobby? You like to fish? Okay, fishing fish. ministry. That's right. You like to go to Starbucks? My wife goes to <laughs> Starbucks, decaf, but she goes to Starcaf. Hey. And, 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 and you know what? Those people know her, and she has this relationship. Starbucks ministry, I'm serious. There, it's, it's, it's out there. Don't see, our time is gone. Uh, I have a feeling that we need to have you back because <laughs> the, the, you have so much to share. It's been and fun. we have so much that we can learn from you and from uh, what your church has, has been doing. Uh, may God bless you. May uh, the Thank you. church in the valley, also known as Acts of the Kindness kind of Church, church <laughs> you know, may, may that yeah. church continue to make a, a, be a blessing in, in the Langley community out in British Columbia. Uh, this is our uh, Multiply podcast. This is Jose Cortez. And today I had the honor to uh, spend a good time and look into the eyes of my friend and colleague, uh, Donzi. God bless you, my brother. Take Thank care, you. man. Thanks for being here. We'll see Thanks, Mike and Jose. Make sure you sign up for our email list and don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to connect with Jose, home base for all things multiply is nadministerial.com and click on podcast. I'm Patricia. Until next time, keep going, but most of all, keep growing. Multiply. Multiply, a best practices podcast, is a production of NAD Ministerial. Executive producer, Ivan Williams. Designed by Halloran Hill for Anything is Possible. Produced by Kendra Arsenal with Christina Massino. Edited by Taizi Snyder.